What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, July 12, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Justin Woodward, creative director in Terrabang. Hey! What's poppin'? Not much. What's poppin' with you? Everything is gravy. Yeah? Yeah. We, I, we have so much to talk about, Justin, because, of course, you're wearing the hat. You yes. run. You run mix. I'm rocking the mix The media hat. indie exchange. Media indie exchange. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, always, I, always want, I always call it the indie mix. Which is the thing I talk about. I'm kind of funny game showcase. Sometimes we do. We had Sometimes a whole bunch of games that. there at E3. You do the GDC thing. I always talk about it being my favorite yeah. event, of course, because it's the we most... got Evo coming up. Yeah, of and course. Gamescom. Yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah, you're just no getting around deal. doing the thing. But that's not what you're here for today. Instead, you're here because you're all you are a video game developer. You don't just run the mix. Yes. Where yes. do you work? What do you run? What is so? The... Uh, I am the creative director, CEO of Interbank Entertainment. Uh, we've been currently working on a game called Chronic Blunt Punch. Yeah. Uh, we've been working on that that situation for a minute. We crowdfunded <laughs> it. You know, um, it's been a great, it's been an amazing experience. Like Kevin Smith and, and Jason Mewes have been amazing. So it's Chronic and Blunt Man, right? Uh, it's Chronic Blunt Punch. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. going to have some reveals in the game. Oh, okay. Like, okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. That that's the whole situation. It's, the, yeah, it's yeah. a play on words. You know, yeah, you're yeah. smashing people in the face. It's a it's a beat 'em up. And yeah. It's like Marvel vs. Capcom meets like Final Fight. Sure. So there's juggling. There's all these different kind kind of combos. It's like it is like a hand drawn animation and stuff. So it's very much a labor of love. Yeah. Right? And you've been working on that for a while. This isn't it, Barrett. You're yeah. screwing up, Barrett. Oh, no. You're oh, screwing no. up. Oh, no. You're, I'll, I when up. I want the video, Barrett, I'll ask for the video. I'm sorry. This is as bad as Kevin not understanding email today. <laughs> it's not that bad. Kevin sucks. <laughs> that's a good segue, though. Oh, so that's the thing. That's is Today you're segue. here because you've announced yet another video game. Yes. So we can't talk too much about it. Okay. But we have an amazing reveal happening pretty soon. Um, we want to reward all the people who have been following us all the people who contributed to our uh fig campaign which is that's our crowdfunding campaign sure um because we've been working on it for so long and we want to give them something uh, another labor of love uh so we're gonna be i mean this is kind of i mean think bloodstain pretty much we got some cool stuff coming up so this is like a short little reveal uh of mall brawl um and yeah we got something popping off Barrett, show Next me, show week. me this, show Hold me the on. reveal here. Uh, what is Kevin doing? Is he here to try to defend the email stuff? No, <laughs> the stream crashed for some reason. Okay, that's fine. Can we play the video though for the YouTube people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always tell him if the live thing goes down, who cares? Just keep going. Yeah, we got a YouTube okay. and a podcast. So this is the trailer we revealed today. Can we c- take me us off screen? We don't need to be on it for oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, there we go. Good movie song. Good use of the movie song. (laughs) So there it is. Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. The teaser trailer. The teaser, yeah. When do they get the full trailer? Get the full trailer next week. Okay. And we're going to be announcing some really cool stuff when it comes to that. So the way you, what you just described, of course, how long have you been working on the other one? So we started, we connect, so Trevor Furman, he was a character in uh, Clerks 2, uh-huh. you know, um, and I remember we, it, good movie, Yeah, better we, than Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the same character, um, and we connected, and then he, he was working with us on like developing 
um, the design idea behind Chronic Blunt Punch, and then we connected with Kevin. Kevin's sure. like, it's a green light. Yeah. Let's get this thing popping, and then... I like to say popping a lot. Hey, dude, don't worry about but, it. Uh, yeah, so, I like to say 100%. Um, don't worry about it. 100%. <laughs> 100. So uh, we got that going, and we were like, we need to figure out a way to fund this, because Kevin was like, look, I don't know too much about video games. Sure. I know the movie industry. We're going to let you have the license, do what you want with it, and raise the funds however you want. So we ended up uh, raising it through a crowdfunding platform. Through FIG. Yeah, through okay. FIG. When, um, how long ago was this? I remember it this happening. This was but... in 2016. Okay, so we, okay. We, were, we started. It's been a minute. Yeah, so we we developed a game called Super Combo Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that's that's going limited run today. Oh, wow, congratulations. For a physical uh, version. It's going up uh, for PS4. But um, anyway, we, we were developing that game for PS4 and, and Xbox One, and then at that time we were prepping for the Jay and Silent Bob game. So mm-hmm. we were doing all the back-end design work um, for that game while we were doing that. And then the whole – I was working at a – so we were working at a double fine. This is like a long-ass story. But, Dude, uh, no. I mean, it gets even more deep than that, right? Because yeah. we've known each other for years. When yes. you were doing Super Combo Man, you were doing that out of IGN when yeah. IGN did that uh, – what are they called? They, uh, it wasn't the incubator, but like indie incubator. Uh, indie open house. Indie open yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Where they so had a whole bunch how, of- yeah, exactly. So that's how we met. Yeah. We were in an incubator at IGN. It was like four of us drove up with all our shit in, <laughs> from San Diego and just uh, four of us. Yeah. And we rented a place in Emeryville. Yeah. And we were all there working like crazy hours and going to IGN every day, you know, just rocking out uh, development of it until yeah. we like we got a deal with Adult Swim Games. It kind of went from there. And then we just kept everything just kept kind of going on the up and up. I right. Mean, there's always like ups and downs. And that's where I created the indie mix, because yeah. at that point we were having um, we were having issues getting visibility and sure it's so hard to showcase an indie game right exactly so that kind of like came out of that which is a blessing and i met so many people um but then you know so we developed we were developed developing it there we launched with adult swim games it didn't do so hot and then we got another deal another publishing deal and at that time we were working at a double fine so we worked at a double fine. In Tim Schafer, what a piece of garbage, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such an asshole. No. <laughs> no, he was fucking cool. Like, and we were in that space for three years, too. And it was like so amazing. So out of that space, that's where uh, we were de- finishing up the PS4, Xbox One versions of Super Common Man. I was yeah. doing some other projects running the Media Indie Exchange. And then we're really ramping up for... This chronic blunt punch, yeah, Jane, which, Sil- Jane Silent Bob, Jane chronic Silent, punch. yeah, Jane Silent Bob, chronic blunt punch, and that all c- came about really randomly. It was actually, you know, Buddy Hutton. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So Buddy was at IPL, okay, uh, the IGN yeah, Pro yeah, yeah. League, and we met each other. And then when that kind of collapsed, he went to Warner Brothers, okay, and he's like, "Yo, I got this friend that wants to make this game." And it was Trevor. And he's like, can I introduce you? And, yeah, yeah. and he was like, yeah. So he hit me up. He's like, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll give him advice. Sure. And he's like, yeah, I got this thing or whatever. And I'm thinking of making you want to meet. I'm in Berkeley. And I live in that area in yeah, Berkeley. Yeah. And so we met. And it was like, you know, Trevor from, um, I can't remember the, right now for his name in Clerks 2. Uh, Elias. Yeah, yeah, the young guy, right? Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Pillow yeah. Pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he lives in Berkeley. Oh, no shit, really? He, yeah, and he was, he's friends with Kevin and he was like, he asked him a long time ago during like that Clerks 2 era, era yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe 2009, 2010, like, hey, can we make a, can I make a game out of your thing? So he said, yeah. Sure. So that's how it like 
so really it's that's so awesome though right it shows how it works right how the video game yeah, industry you just know people and then i known you for years we did the you know the showcase yeah. at at e3 which yeah, is yeah. really cool and yeah that's just how how things work but what also how it worked was in at double fine i met the coo of double fine which is justin sure um and justin was he was starting this company called fig and so it was a really good really interesting thing um where they they took uh investment and you know uh pledges sure and that so, was the whole point of it right where kickstarter you're giving someone to, or patreon give somebody the, the money they do it and they build a business whereas fig lets you if you get to a certain level right become an investor where you start getting percentage points yeah exactly so yeah. you can you can pledge just for rewards or you can pledge as an investor yeah. um but unfortunately we were kind of like an early on project sure and so it wasn't fully developed at that time so we weren't able to collect all of the funding that we needed. So you did the fig for we did the fig to yeah for okay. that because we we wanted to kind of do it on our own without a publisher at that point. Yeah. And so you just took the money and ran. You said exactly, give yeah. me all your money. If you skew fans were ripping you off. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but we no, we worked really really diligently very hard on the on the project yeah. and it's like I mean everything looks just really amazing and we take pride in the gameplay and the mechanics and like the artwork like I said it's all starts off hand drawn from you know uh, that kind of art yeah totally um, like pen and paper for which real. takes time it takes a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of effort and yeah. and so like during that time it was just a little bit difficult because we weren't able to collect on the those investment sure funds so we were like after that I mean fig was cool because they they actually funded out of pocket as much as they could of that and then we were just bootstrapping from then on. So like folks don't really quite grasp that as we're, you know, developing. They're like, what the fuck is it taking so long? What's happening? Like yeah. this game ain't ever coming out, but we It is coming out eventually, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> we're constantly posting too. Every week we have an update of the animation and like what where the design is going and then we'll do we do bi monthly updates for our backers and that kind of thing. But like so we have these opportunities um and Mall Brawl will be another opportunity for folks to jump in. Because this is what you're talking about with the bloodstained uh, uh, allegory, right? Or c- comparison, yeah, right? Yeah. Of like Ritual of the Night took so long. Eventually, Inti Creates came in and was like, here's this other bloodstained game. So it's kind of, yeah, it's exactly that. I gotcha. mean, I, yeah, Bloodstained was, I think their, their Kickstarter was 2015. Right. And yeah. now they're releasing 2019. And yeah. they raised a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. We raised like a like a small fraction of that money and we're still grinding on it so it just kind of goes to show and and hopefully like fans will love this our updates and like the thing that we have the mall brawl um that we're going to be announcing and and what we're going to be doing that that next week yeah you know i'm a huge uh, kevin smith fan view skew fan obviously grew up that way so obviously when you guys announced uh jane silent bob chronic blunt punch i was like all right cool that sounds awesome (laughs) seeing this like clearly nes 8-bit inspired right thing of them walking through eden prairie mall beating up these you know what i mean I'm like yeah, yeah uh, fighting movie there right like you can already see where it's going to go in terms of yeah, like exactly. hey all the classic kevin smith stuff view skew stuff we're gonna be there better be yeah. a quick stop better be some fighting you know what i mean like yeah, yeah oh yeah 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 so we'll like just to show you like so uh chronic blunt punch is is basically contemporary sure and this this other mall brawl is gonna be going back see that's what i like and that's what so, I'm all you about. know what i mean it'll it'll have a lot of referential treatment you know as far as like going back to the old movies and stuff like that we're i'm like i mean that's why we're doing this like i love i love kevin's movies i love the cast and like i when i was so when we started in san diego i was grinding out of my apartment starting the business and we were just doing the mobile games or whatever sure i was sleeping on the floor and shit 
And uh, I remember I had a, we were going through a really rough time, and I would watch, uh, I would watch Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, yeah. like every day when I was like down. I would, Hell yeah! And so like all Hell those yeah. things, I would watch those movies, and then it would just kind of give me an upper. Not upper, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got such a high off of it. Yeah, <laughs> opioids and stuff. No, but uh, yeah, it would just like boost me up. So I was, I really reson it. Re- those really resonated with sure, they me. Need something, yeah. And also like the whole indie factor of yeah. like we're doing this because we love it, and we're doing this like you know from our heart. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, before we get, of course, into the news of the day, I do have one question from patreoncom slash games where Magnus Aplin wrote in and said, "Hey there." I was wondering if Jay and Silent Bob Chronic Blunt Punch will make its way to the Nintendo Switch, parentheses, and that the fig backers could change their PC code for this. P.S. A view, a skew, and review would be nice. Thanks for the content. Magnus, yes. I'm not like, looking at the ground and shit. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's so, hard to see you, like, the confidence yeah, like, monitors down at, there. Yeah. Yo, um, Magnus. No, so, <laughs> no, so yeah, for sure. We're, we're working on uh, our Nintendo. We're, we are, we'll be having dev kits for Nintendo Perfect. Switch, so we will be releasing on that. Uh, I'll say that now. Okay. I don't know how the, the everything will work as far as, like, trading that in, um, just because, like, uh, the logistics of that. But we will have like an like you could upgrade your pledge and those kind of, kind of things, and we'll be announcing more stuff like that. Uh, uh, I mean, of that nature, uh, next week as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So next week's a big uh, update on everything. Yeah. Big oh, update wow. Okay, on cool. Yeah. You gonna give the release date for uh, Chronic Blunt Punch? Thing? Not yet. <laughs> what are you targeting? Is it just is it a, it when it's done situation? Uh, I mean, at this point, it's so we're. Go- I will just say this: we are going to be opening up a Slacker backer, you know, which is like. Um, anyone who missed the original campaign because oh, nice. we never did that at all. Oh, okay, we okay. wanted to just make sure that we were moving in the right direction and work with what we have. So we'll, we will be doing that next week. Okay. And when we have that, we'll have, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out like how this is going to move forward. Okay. You know what I mean? Because like I said, we're bootstrapping sure. at this point. So we need to figure out like uh, it just takes a little bit longer okay. when you don't have like a huge publisher or that kind of thing. Yeah, when yeah. you have to do it all yourself, sure. Yeah. Fewer resources. I, yeah, yeah. I understand that well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Independent. True. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll brawl more information next week. Comic-Con's yep. next week. That's interesting. Uh, that's going to be fun. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about other stuff like what's going on with VR in the future. Splatoon being sunsetted in the Fortnite numbers because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, you can be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record it live if everything works on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you thank you to our patreon producers colton yoder blackjack mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by hymns but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. I guess five if you count the fact that there's a news story that Kevin doesn't know how to use email. Number one. 
A Facebook exec says you ain't seen nothing yet when it comes to VR. This is David Dini over at Upload VR. Head of VR and AR design at Facebook, John Lack, stated on Twitter that Oculus Quest is, quote, the end of our first chapter of VR, and that, quote, what's next is where things get really interesting. Uh, the full tweet reads like this from John Lax again. I appreciate Fred Wilson's measure take on building technology over the long haul. Quest is the end of our first chapter of VR. What's next is where things get really interesting. Lax's tweet was liked by two other high-level Facebook execs, Andrew, Andrew Bosworth, uh, the VP of AR and VR, and Maria Fernandez-Guajardo, uh, head of Enterprise ARVR. Facebook considers the Quest, Go, Rift, and Rift S to all be first-generation VR headsets. The recently released Quest is not considered to be a new generation. Rather, it simply brings the first-generation experience to a standalone factor. The company has regularly showed off glimpses of its research towards next-generation VR. Many of its jobs listings reference working on our next-generation consumer product platforms. That will provide breakthrough simulated reality user experiences. Justin, what is the current read? You're, you're, you're out there. You're a developer yourself. You're running the mix. You're out there yeah. pressing flesh, talking all these devs. Pressing the, flesh? What, <laughs> pressing flesh, yeah, you know. Okay. Handshakes. Oh, that, yeah, it sounds maybe extra, some hugs, shirtless hugs. You know, hold on, I'm still in the press and flesh part. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't rush me to the babies yet. Um, what what is the temperature right now in VR? Uh, I think I think it's hot right now. I think yeah. VR, I mean, there, it's it's a weird it's a it's a weird space to be in if you're a developer because um, with VR there's not a huge audience as far sure. as making money. Yeah. you know, like just straight. And I think that's why you don't see AAA companies going in and making these amazing you know comparatively uh, right such a small user base exactly. compared to a playstation yeah. 4 or pc so what what how it helps developers in the space is that like they're looking for you know oculus is look and vive and, and all these companies samsung they're looking for really cool content yeah so they're willing to shell out a bunch of money to the developers which will help them get to their next project or mm -hmm. have something in the pipeline so they could keep eating and <laughs> um and they're also you know making really cool content, really cool games, and also helping to build their experience as well. So it is very helpful uh, within, um, what is it called? Like, just in the industry in, in general. Yeah, in yeah, communities yeah. Or smaller developers, right? Yeah, Exactly. And and so I think with the, the Go, I have Oculus Go. You okay. know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, Oculus Go is, I think it's great. Like I'm, it's it's one of those like let me sh show it to my uncle, let me sure. show it to my you know my mom or you know my girlfriend or what what not. Check out this VR experience. Right. Check out Jurassic Park. Check out this porn or something like that. Snuck <laughs> yes. that shit in there. I mean that is definitely. I mean the oh go, that's a big that'll be something that moves it forward for the sure. The Go is like definitely a porn machine. But like <laughs> if you look at the the Quest it and it like the capacity for what it could do. Yeah. It's not as, you know, it's not as powerful as the Vive sure. or the Oculus. Uh, but like, does it Rift. matter? Right. We always talk about on this show and like the, it, 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 it is good enough. It's PlayStation good enough. VR was successful because it was good enough yeah. and not expensive. The quest is the one where I put it on and I, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I know the Rift S or whatever, or the Rift R or whatever the hell is going to be like, it's way, Crazy, yeah. it's going to be amazing and way more blah, blah, blah. But like having that quest on, having no, nothing tethering no me. no tethers. Yeah. yeah. And it's like so fucking light. Yeah. And yeah, totally. just going around and having that experience that's real crisp. Yeah. It's like the right direction. Yeah. And people are like, when they try that, oh, they're like, oh shit, this is real. This is this is a good experience for sure. Like I, you know, I, I, I do a lot of stuff with PlayStation VR cause I, that's my, you know, 
consoles is what I know and what I love. And so I've always used Quest or used a Vive in you know streams or uh, demos and stuff. I'm like, all right, it's cool. Not cool enough that I would ever like want this at home. When we yeah. did, when I did Quest the first time at GDC, right before I came to the mix, I left there like I had seen God. Where I was like, I, I I want this. I need this. Right. As soon as they got review units and I got it and I brought it home, I was telling Jen about it and making her try it. And it's like you see that over and over again now with people getting it. And like on the subreddit every day, it seems like more and more people are jumping in with Quest and showing their spaces and just the ability to play anywhere and draw the ba- boundaries anywhere. And I, you know, our friend Job who worked at Telltale, you probably oh yeah. yeah. Like the his Instagram is full of him playing quests on, on beaches and out in these like yeah. giant parks and like yeah Vader Immortal and Beat Saber and all these amazing games that are happening. It's like yeah. for them to say publicly that that's the end of Wave One. I hadn't even thought about it in terms of like how what I, I, we talk about the you know ongoing VR uh, technology and how fast it's going. But for them to be like no no that's the that's that's still Gen One. Like wait yeah. till you see what you're about to get. Like fuck yeah I can't wait to see. I totally I I believe them when they yeah. say that, and I think there's a lot of people who you know are doubting what, where things are going. But I think that they're exactly they they hit the nail on the head. For Do you sure. think it ever gets mainstream enough where people are making money on it? When they have the like, my whole thing is you have to combine AR and VR together mm-hmm. and be able to turn flip the switch. Sure. And when they have that, it's just going to be totally mainstream. Yeah. When it's like on some like Black Mirror shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, when you have just glasses or yeah. small frames yep. or something and it's it's getting there yeah. you know what i mean well that was always my thing when google glass got announced i was like that sounds awesome and then when i saw people with google glasses like not in your fucking life no but i'm glad you're <laughs> supporting it so that in 20 years yeah. i can have a regular pair of glasses that look like this but i charge at night and do have all the it's huds up display I want. yeah it's gonna be minority report or yeah, like totally. uh uh what it far from home when yeah. you had yeah yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? karen yeah when you had karen <laughs> it's gonna be there I, yeah i think and that's where it's gonna i, I think it'll be there before we get to the point where it's that small yeah, yeah. it just needs to be a little bit tighter yeah. and then you need to be able to flip you know be able to see reality and then off sure. like, that's the oh, even with quest right like that's one of the most exciting things i have people do with it is okay cool draw the boundary and when you oh, tr- click yeah. it over and you can see the room it's so cool, right yeah. and it's, I, granted it's black and white like predator vision but it's like <laughs> even what you're talking about i think one of the problems with vr is being isolated so when it that's can be exactly the thing of like say, yeah. honey and you go oh, dink what and you look over and you can see them and it's not like you're just in another world like i sat next to jen and played a uh, astrobot this week weekend oh nice or, uh, this week and so i'm just sitting there with my vr headset on one earbud out so I can have a vague conversation with her. Yeah. Listen to Stranger Things. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's listen. To, that's hilarious. Yo, I think it's. I think the thing is that's that's the issue is that when you when you're playing Mario Odyssey or whatever, yeah. like even if it's a one player game, it doesn't matter. Your you know significant other, your yeah. friends could watch you play and they're entertained by you fucking up or like whatever. Totally. But when you're isolated, you you don't get to share that experience. Because you kind of want to, you kind of want to show off, right? Yeah. And they don't get to share that experience with you yeah. unless you have this like crazy display. I can't imagine doing bullshit. VR and having kids, right? Because I'll sit there with VR and, and punch porty by accident, my dog, right? <laughs> like just think about like, what, like what if the kid comes out and needs something, gets booted in the, fa- you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. Or they'll be fucking with you while you're. Exactly. Well, that's for sure gonna happen. I think we all know that. Uh, Barrett, 
Sup? I need a progress report. How are we doing on microphone? Justin leaning too far back, staying in the right range. Everything good? He kind of, when he leans back, he comes back in. Uh, okay, cool. Just make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving you a progress eye report, eye. all right? Report all right, card. Yeah, Don't worry about it. Uh, number two, the Fortnite streaming numbers are dropping. This is Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. Stream Elements' latest quarterly state of the stream report shows declining streaming viewership across the industry's biggest battle royale games. The report, released by the streamer production platform in conjunction with Twitch stats slash analytics site Sully Gnome, Show declines from April through June for hours watched of Fortnite, Apex Legends, and Player Unknown's Battle uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds uh, across streaming platforms: Twitch, YouTube Live, Facebook Gaming, and Mixer. Fortnite's hours watched were down 3.66 percent to just over 300 million hours watched. It was the fourth consecutive quarter of declines for the game, even though it remains the most watched game on streaming platforms. Fortnite has more than doubled the hours watched of any game outside of the top four, and the gap between it and League of Legends (parentheses the next most watched game) actually increased this quarter because of Riot's hit. Because of because Riot's hit saw a larger decline in viewership. EA's Apex Legends saw the most precipitous drop of any game in the second quarter, going from third place to almost with almost 183 million hours watched in Q1, two out of the top 10 entirely, parentheses less than 65.4 million hours watched in Q2. The last Battle Royale game in the top 10, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, also saw declines quarter over quarter, dropping 4.3% to 65.4 million hours watched and sliding from ninth place to 10th. Where is Super Combo Man in the most streamed hours? It's like point zero zero one percent. You know what I mean? But we'll we'll get up there. I th- I think this is interesting though. Um, I I think it has two years left. Battle Royale, Fortnite. Oh, okay, okay. I think it's like around two years before it declines, and I think that's why. What do you think happens in two years? Like, something- I, they they're gonna have to graduate to something else. My whole thing is, I feel that the kid, it's generational. Sure. So Minecraft yep. kids were jumping into Fortnite because they wanted to play, you know, they wanted to play Let's a battle shit. royale. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to shoot shit <laughs> and yeah. build shit at the same time. But yeah, they yeah. graduated from the blocky, you know, interface yeah, yeah. and that, that kind of thing. Um, and then they're going to graduate. But then also people are going to get tired. Obviously, I mean, like just people get tired of the same thing. Um, and that is why I feel Epic is snapping up all these studios and stuff. They got to get ready for the next shit, right? Right. Like, yeah. No, that that is right. Future proofing. They, yeah. they, they understand that right now they're making money hand over fist with Fortnite, but that can't last forever. So yeah, no. let's take that money, turn it around, and build it into a business platform. Yeah, and then have more games that have that same uh, integrity. Right. You know, when you are making games and you're you know an indie developer and you're part of the industry, how much attention are you paying to trends like this and what you've seen with not only streaming, but then also obviously battle royale and stuff. I mean, we're, I'm paying close attention to all this stuff. I need number one, because I have to have my ear to the street because of the, the, the media indie exchange. Sure. Right. And I want to see what trends are, you know, are moving forward. And also I'm working with a lot of the platform holders themselves, yeah. you know, uh, cause they're sponsors and stuff. But as a developer, I'm paying close attention to see what may be next. But since, you know, I mean, we're indie developers are very agile in being able to make something quick. But at the same time, we can't compete on the level that these guys like for like Fortnite pivoted. Right. Yeah. Big time. Like oh, yeah. it was a completely different. Obviously, everyone knows that it's a, it's a totally different game. So they already had all the tech there yeah. to make this thing, ama- this amazing thing move to where things were going. Right. Mm-hmm. So. What I what was interesting with indie developers is indie developers will have this cool idea that maybe five or six years out 
because they don't have the resources to make that happen. And yeah. then it takes them eight years. And by that time, they're not on the leading edge. Yeah. So th- what I've seen that works a lot you know, more properly is like understanding, like surveying what's happening, seeing what's next, and then figuring out what we can build within two years or three years that may not have the fidelity of something crazy like Fortnite or, yeah. you know, Battlegrounds or whatever it is, the next big thing. Probably part of that wave, right? Of like, people, be, yeah. yeah, or be ahead of the, the curve and then maybe you get snapped up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you're saying Beat Saber. Now there's sure. like a thousand, you know, clones and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I definitely think, yeah, what's happening is, I, I'm interested to see what the next wave of. I can only imagine. Yeah. I hate that question. People always write in like, "What's going? What, what's in, what's going to happen in five years?" Like, you don't do even knows? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What like started with Daisy, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, kind of funny. Com slash. You're wrong. I want to say yeah, right? But that was that. Daisy was the Arma two. Yeah. Mod, right? Yeah, they yeah, got it yeah. all going. Yeah, and then Rust was in there too. Like there were so many different weird things that, and then it just evolved into yeah, this thing. And yeah. but that was like six years ago, right? Yeah, I remember like, Mitch Dyer at IGN playing Rust and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember the first time I walked by fucking Charles on Yet Desk at IGN, and I was like, "What is this?" And he's like, "It's a thing called Minecraft." I'm like, "This looks like garbage." <laughs> I, I felt right. Yeah, I felt <laughs> the same. <laughs> I was like, what is this shit? It's like, it looks so jank. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it was like, okay, phenomenon, you know? You mentioned it uh, when we were talking about, the, you know, Epic looking at the next thing and how they're snatching up games and doing these exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. Where are you and what, what's the thermometer from indie devs on what's going on with Epic Game Store versus Steam versus this? Like, it seems like there's a lot of money getting thrown around. That's uh, great. I think it's really, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, right now, developers have to diversify. Yeah. It's just, you have to do it. So, um, like, because of like Steam is very complicated. It's very complicated to sell stuff there. The visibility's not there. You know, it's too much, right? There's just a million there's things too much on. shit yeah. there. And then like the curation is is kind of odd right now. That's changing. But um, I think what's what's interesting, and also there's a shift in uh, the you know the major console platforms. They're getting ready for the next generation. Yeah. That's obvious. So yeah. that they're going to make probably be making their announcements next year, right? So. What happens at the beginning of those is a lot of money is thrown around to get content because the AAA content won't be ready. It won't be ready. So they need a lot of indie content. So developers know that. And they're they're trying to figure out, okay, so if if Epic gives you a million dollars or two million dollars or something like that, and that will cover what you may get on these other platforms, it's worth the exclusivity deal. So they're always... The devs are always looking for that, right? Yeah. Um, looking for those type of just like the Oculus deal. Any type of new platform that comes up, they're going to be tossing around money because they're trying to get content on their their platform to kind of build it out, you know, for the their investors or whoever. Do you yeah. think there's a disconnect between gamers and I know it's such a general main whatever a swatch of thing, but at least some gamers and the realities of being an indie dev. Because it seems like, hey, I signed this deal with Epic. You're a fucking sellout. Why yeah. would you do? Like, I don't want to. I don't. You hear the thing of like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Worked out really well for MDHR, right? Well, we mortgaged our house to make this game happen. Great. It doesn't work out for everybody. No, no. I, I mean, I would say 90%. That shit does not work out. Yeah. They don't have a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know. Um, yeah, I think it's the. Uh, people do not understand. I think people are getting smarter to yeah. understanding that because they are interested in like what what's happening behind the scenes and like there's there's more visibility behind the scenes and transparency but yeah i think i mean even with our like i'm just going to use our um, circumstances for instance like with with our fig campaign like 
it shows that we made like four hundred and forty seven thousand dollars, but like how much did we actually receive? Right? right. The people don't understand that and they're like, Where the fuck is it at? You know, like well, you have all this money, you what did you just spend it? No, it's like it, we didn't necessarily get all that and we're trying to explain that, but they don't understand like what it costs to develop, you know, like like those kind of things. Yeah. And then when you have something where like say a, a developer made three previous games and then this one is better and you get attention from you know epic or whatever and they're going to give you a million dollars or five hundred thousand or whatever it is yeah and you can feed your team you're going to take that you know what i mean because yeah, keep the studio going right keep the studio going because it's a marathon it's yeah. not you know what i mean you're not doing this one you know i mean you're going one game at a time but you're not one and done you know yeah, we made our game yeah. guys shut down everything yeah, yeah, yeah so like with i mean with our uh with our studio it's like i know we released a, one game we released super common man didn't do super well we're going to be work releasing jane silent bob that's not where it stops yeah, yeah, yeah. so if i could find different you know, things to help us get to that point, yeah. then we're going to be partnering with people. And if you think it's selling out, then you don't understand that, you know, we're people or these developers are people. They need to live. We're yeah, not, totally. we're not bankrolled like EA or whatnot. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the hope is sometimes like, like double fine just got, you know, snapped up. Right. Like fucking Tim Schafer. <laughs> yeah, that's Sell out. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel that they, needed that support like sure you know creatives need that financial support at times and that you can't say they're selling out if they can still make their dream possible with their creativity with help and then also support others in the creative space as well and there's also the argument too of like right and i think you know not well, i don't think it works here because we're just a bunch of clowns but like I talk about it at IGN, right, of be doing so well at my job at IGN that I got promoted to being a manager, which I was not good at and didn't really want to do, yeah. right? Like, I imagine inside of Double Fine, to some extent, that's Tim, even though I'm sure he's not, like, managing the books. But in terms of, like, cool, you're in charge of this studio, and now you have to worry about all this and all these people. Like, like, sure, bring in Microsoft, have them buy you, and then they take over all of that bullshit work, right, and put it over here, yeah. and you can get back to doing the things you really want to do inside your studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that happens quite a bit. Like, people want like they blow up and they want someone else to handle sure and i'm not going to say it's like necessarily double fine but i think that some other you know come smaller indies yeah. fucking blow up and it's like three guys and they're like oh shit look at all this stuff we have to yeah, do yeah, yeah. i don't want to deal with this so like yeah we'll let you handle it as long as we get a cut yeah you know what i mean and yeah. i think it's those are good great opportunities number three on the uh, roper report Ubisoft is banning the XP farming Assassin's Creed Odyssey missions. This is James Bachelor at GamesIndustry.biz. Ubisoft has forbidden players from using uh, a new mission-making tool to rapidly level up characters in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The story creator mode was quietly announced during the pre-show stream for the publisher's E3 2019 press conference and released shortly after. It enables players to create their own quests in Assassin's Creed Odyssey and share them with other players. Inevitably, some players have been using this to exploit the game's leveling system, creating easy quests that yield significant amounts of XP. But Ubisoft has now banned the tools users from making... Let me try that again. Has now banned the tools users from... No, something's missing there. The tools users from <laughs> making the XP farming quests. It's not me. In a post on the publisher's official forums, the Assassin's Creed team said it is changing the terms of use to prevent such quests from being published and is working on a way to ensure those that exist uh, do not appear in any recommendation system. Users who, quote, continually 
or continue to willingly and intentionally misuse the tool will be sanctioned. The team claims that this is to maintain the creative integrity of the original intent of the tool, saying, quote, these exploits risk jeopardizing the overall quality, integrity, and purpose of Story Creator, and results in less visibility for the creative, interesting, and frankly fantastic community stories that have been published. We want to focus on rewarding creativity by highlighting quality quests, and we are working on fixes and adjustments to reduce the impact of such farming quests on the player experience. Uh, back to uh, James. However... It's important to note that Ubisoft's, uh, Ubisoft offers its own solution for accelerating your progress in the form of permanent XP boosters. These are sold in the in-game store alongside a number of other microtransactions that give players an advantage, such as extra currency and stronger weapons. Come on. Don't give a shit about Assassin's Creed. What? Oh, Odyssey's yes. great. Odyssey is fucking fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, I love that. I platinum it. I have like 130 hours in. Like it's, it's good. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big okay. fan of the game. Well, maybe I'm I'm gonna have to try it. I am not. I'm tired of I'm sequelitis. sequelitis. Well, Cassandra, play as Cassandra. Okay. Give it a shot. If you right. by the time the splash screen happens, you're not into it, which is like an hour and a half, then <laughs> just bounce. It's done. You you did your due okay. diligence. I'll let it go. More though, as an, an Odyssey fan, like, come on. Like yeah, I don't. I, I the one thing I get is when they're talking about uh, these exploits uh, da, 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 and less visibility for creative, interesting, and frankly fantastic community stories. What well, that wait, I get. So can you explain? Like I, you told me a little bit earlier, but, sure, I, but I, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't really understand okay, like all so this extra. At E three, they announced basically like you, you know you go into the game, you're mm-hmm. playing your game, you run over to people, they give you a quest, you run off and get whatever, you kill thirty pigs, you come back, do your thing. They at E3 announced that hey, you can make your own quests now. So you can write your own dialogue. You can put in your own objectives. And it's, you go on your computer. You set it all up. You write the dialogue. You, if this, then that. You know what I mean? Blah blah blah. And then you publish them, and then people can download them and go do them on in, in their game, and then get the XP for it. Oh, I see. So I like see. I've been, That's I want, I've been noodling writing one about how much KFAF sucks, and I want to you know make fun of Nick and Andy in it. Haven't done it yet, but I will. <laughs> but it's the idea that like I think mean, people are making really cool things, they're really cool. interesting things. Okay. You know, oh, go save Socrates. Okay, great. And then there's people who are doing the ones that are like, cool, walk over there and, and get that thing and bring it back, and now you get a million XP or whatever. Oh, okay. And so it's like, I get, I, I understand. I, first off, to James is uh, not not accusation at the end though. He's like, it's important to point out that Ubisoft. I, I, again, I always thought the double XP, the XP booster thing, totally overblown. I I did buy it with Helix credits or whatever. Because it takes a well, while. What is it? Do? Uh, okay, so you what, get more XP from missions, but it doesn't affect anyone else's gameplay. One hundred percent, right? Just if, if you ask me, the same way these don't affect anybody else's yeah, gameplay. Yeah, so who cares if exactly. you want to cheat? Yeah, I mean, remember cheat codes back in the day? Not to mention that I think are we really overlooking the fact that the game's been out for how long? Like what? A, over a year, right? No, it was last November? fall, right? That's okay. right, Barrett. Yeah, it was almost October, a year. October of last year, right? So I mean, like half a year, almost a full year, like. If you if uh, you're gonna hear Assassin's Creed's great, you're and you pick it up now and go play it. Awesome! I think we're down to such a small percentage of people who are going to do this. Like meanwhile, me of like they keep adding level caps to it. There's no way in the world I'm ever going to play enough more Assassin's Creed to hit the new level cap. So if I really wanted to, why not let me go in there? Yeah, and they should it just out? let you do like and do I, that. and, I, and I, there's got to be a way in terms of. Uh, shareability of we're still promoting and this is the things every you know you talked about it with uh, Steam but it's the same thing with PSN right for games it's the same thing with Xbox Live in terms of discoverability I I also can't imagine there's so many quests being uploaded in the Assassin's Creed community right now in Odyssey that it gets such a hot thing that you can't have it be that somebody goes in every day and flags the 
seven great quests they've seen that they want to put up there. Yeah, that would be. That then would be it, and then there is just like if you want to search for easy XP, it's there. Like you gave them the tools, you let them yeah. do it. I don't understand the sanctions business you're talking about. Yeah, I was talking shit, but that's pretty intuitive. That allowing people to create their own. Yeah, missions. no, yeah, really user cool generated content like yeah. that, right? Like like Infamous I dig that. Two did it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Infamous Two had uh, what do they call it? Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. UCG user generated con use user created UGC UGC user generated content where they let you make little missions oh, for coal and stuff like that's that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool idea. And I think that again, what I've always said, even if you don't like uh, Odyssey or Assassin's Creed, period, I appreciate that Ubisoft took their foot off the gas and was like, all right, we're not annualizing it. It's going to be this game is going to breathe an entire year. Oh, so on they, own. that's what they, they said. Yeah, so they okay. continue to support it with DLC. They're still doing the Atlantis DLC. They're putting this in there. They're, they do like monthly drops of new things. And I like how the, how uh, these teams are are um, lengthening. Yeah, totally right. And like over the, a year, because it's like I mean, yeah. Odyssey is such an amazing world that they made for ancient Greece. That yeah, I want to. I will eventually go back to it. Even I don't. I'm not somebody who sits there and goes, "Man, I need to get more XP and I need." So I'm going to grind out these stupid missions. But in the same breath, like the game already, I feel is pretty easy when I'm max level and I have the, my my poison damages off the charts and stuff. Like, just let them be. Let yeah. them be, Ubisoft. Bear it. Let them be. Yeah. Barrett, I have sad news for you. Oh, it's no. really sad news for Andy, but he's not here, so it's for you. Uh, number four, it's time to say goodbye to uh, Splatoon events. Oh, this no. is Kevin at GameSpot. So uh, after sad. two years, Splatoon 2's final Splatfest event will take place next week, marking the end of the game's monthly competitions. Because he can ne- can two, hold on, two contempt, two, two commemorate. I'm out of water, so I can't drink. To commemorate the occasion, Nintendo is hosting Splatoon-themed events uh, in two first-party Switch games this weekend. First, in Tetris 99's fifth Maximus Cup, which runs from now until July 15th, I want to say. Like previous Maximus Cups, the event is points-based. You learn a certain number of points, depending on what number you place in the round. And if you manage to rack up at least 100 points before the event ends, you'll unlock a cool Splatoon 2 theme for the game. You can see the theme in the video on GameSpot. In addition to Tetris 99, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is holding a Splatoon-themed spirit board event this weekend, which likewise runs from July 12th through the 15th. Throughout the event, various characters from Splatoon series will appear on the spirits board every hour, including the Legend-class Squid Sisters. Wow. You'll also earn twice (laughs) as many spirit points each time you battle one of these characters during the event. Splatoon 2's final Splatfest kicks off July 18th and runs for an extended 72 hours, concluding on July 21st. The theme this time is Apocalyptic One, asking players to choose whether they'd like the world to be ruled by order or chaos. What a note to go out on. Wow. Uh, during hardcore. the first 48 hours of the event, all 23 Shifty Station stages from previous Splatfest will return to the rotation, while a brand new Shifty Station featuring appearances by Pearl and Marina will be, avail- will be featured the final 24 hours. Following the final Splatfest, Splatoon 2 will receive one more content update. Patch 5.0 will arrive in late July and add Splatfest Turf War option to private battles. This mode will let you play on any of the stage's 24 shifty station maps and transform other stages into their nighttime versions just as they appeared during Splatfests. Rest in peace, Splatoon 2. <laughs> Two years, though. That was a good run for like a Nintendo support. What do, uh, what do you think about uh, Nintendo's venture into esports? I think it's pretty cool what they're doing. It's cool, but it's still just Nintendo being Nintendo, right? Where they're just doing the, marching their own beat, doing their own thing. Yeah. Like, here's how we're going to do it. Like, I've, you know, their support of the Smash community has been great. The Splatoon support's been great. Like, it's cool to see them out there doing it. I think two years of support's been well enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Andy doesn't play it anymore, and he dressed up as one of these ink kids for 
Fucking <laughs> really? Halloween. Fucking yeah. nerd. <laughs> nerd. What a dork. <laughs> Inkling Andy. Get out That's of here. Hilarious. You think they're, they're gearing up towards another one? Another Splatoon? Oh, they'll make another Splatoon, I think, yeah. And then they're going to ramp it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? It'll be another probably two years maybe before we get a E3 tease of it or a logo. Yeah, that's you know, true. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Splatoon Switch 3. Micro or some shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Splatoon 3 is coming, Justin, but it's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, Dragon Quest Builders 2 on PS4 and Switch. Lethal League Blaze, PlayStation 4, Xbox One Switch. Agalios! PS4 and Xbox One. God Eater 3 on Switch. Streets of Rogue on Xbox One. That's got to be illegal. As, you know what I mean? Like it was namage <laughs> pretty much. Uh, 1000 Money Sign at the End PC. Polymole PC and Mac. Neon Slashers on PC. Royal Life Hard to Be Queen on PC. All Oof, right. man. Clear. Download TurboTax and Royal Life Hard to Be Queen. <laughs> you got yourself a weekend on PC. <laughs> Spy Tactics PC and Mac. Uh, Isotiles 2 on PC and Mac. Super Mutant Alien Assault on Switch. Mad Bullets on Switch. Distrust on Switch. New dates for you? A new generation of Call of Duty multiplayer is coming. Mark your calendars for Thursday, August 1st, when Activision and Infinity Ward will reveal the multiplayer universe of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Then, Pokemon Go, this is from GameSpot, an update for you. Like Pokemon Go's monthly community day events, the NT uh, Raid Day will be held around the world, but it will only run for three hours from 4 to 7 p.m. local time during, ah, crap. Uh, Sunday, it's Sunday. What's the date on Sunday? I remember uh, this, I read it. Uh, uh, so today it's the 12th, yeah, uh, 14th. Oh, okay. So it'll only it'll run from 4 to 7 p.m. local time on Sunday the 14th. During that window, you'll be able to encounter Enti in five-star raids. Once the event ends, however, Enti will leave Pokemon Go once again. So you only have a couple of hours to battle and catch some before the legendary departs. We both fucked up. It's Entei. Entei? Yeah. <laughs> it's been, I think this is Gen 3, and I'm my, my knowledge of Gen 3 is just so very loose. You're whatever. a fake Pokemon fan. Uh, just admit right. it. All right. Thank you. I'm going to be out there on Sunday 47, me and Jen catching like this thing. What is it? I don't know. But Name I'm gonna find one it. other uh, Pokemon besides Porygon. Uh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, fuck Mankey. off. Mankey. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Pikachu. Okay. Charizard. What does Pikachu evolve into? I'm never going to evolve my Pikachu, so I don't want to know. He's too God cute. damn it. Here's the, the other thing. If, Wait, I, you what? should just so I, know that. A week ago, I started playing Pokemon Go really hard with my wife. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, we were walking and talking about it. It was very newsy. It was like, oh, man, can you believe how good Pokemon Go is in terms of being here three years later and all the yeah, support? Yeah. And then while I was talking about it, I busted out and started doing it. And then she busted hers out and started doing it. <laughs> and then we started playing. And now here we are a week later. We wake up in the morning and walk around and get a cup of coffee and walk around oh, the town really? playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just a fun, stupid thing to do. All right. I fucked up again. The chat's yelling at me. Oh, it's Gen God. 2. Fuck oh, off. Oh, my God. What a fake Pokemon fan over there. You don't even know how to say his is name that in, in the, the chats. Are people place. talking shit in the chats? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we don't look at it. He only sees the chat. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. this is a polished news show. That's why only yeah. you're wrong pops up here. And then yeah, a whole bunch of people are yelling at you and you're wrong. Yep. Shout out to Ill Grill Chill, who's all over it. That's a dope that. name, yeah. Ill Grill Chill. Ill Grill, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Pokemon fan. <sighs> I tell you what, Barry, you've embarrassed me for the last time. Uh, final new date for you is Minecraft Earth closed beta invites are going out in the next two weeks. You can go sign up right now for at Earth.Minecraft.net. That's for the Minecraft Earth AR phone game. They're all over the place. But really, they're doing that. Stop making all these real games. Just make AR mobile games. Yeah. You make a million dollars, apparently. 
<laughs> it's time for reader mail, but first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor. It's Hims. You've heard us talking about Hims and how they're helping guys look their best. And if you haven't, it's time to see what they're all about. Nick and Andy use Hims because they noticed their hair was thinning, and so they went to forhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Hims was created by a guy that knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. What I hate about that is right there, that was my best read of it, and that it's the final time I'll do it this week. God, I hate it when it takes me long to get. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours completely confidentially and discreetly. Answer a few quick questions. A doctor will review it, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe your medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Order now. My listeners can get started with the Hims Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today right now while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy or somewhere else. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily. Oh, no. daily. Justin, where do I want to take you? What do I want to? Oh, here we go. We'll start with Fendi. Fendi writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can. It says, Hey guys, every summer there's a period of time where almost no games drop, and it looks like that's what we're in the middle of right now. I finally found the time to dig into my backlog and start Persona 5. My question is, what are some of the games in your backlog that you're planning on playing? Just do you ever have time to go to your backlog anymore? There's I don't buy this. Yo, thing. I buy so many fucking games, <laughs> and I they're not opened. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad. like the amount of games I have in, like, in the wrap on the in shelf. the wrap, yeah, just yeah, yeah. stacked up. Like yeah. I I went back. This is nuts. Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? So far back, and yeah. I started playing. I was like, Oh my God, this game is amazing. <laughs> and I'm telling, I'm telling everybody, I'm playing. It's like, Yo, the, the, where you been? Yeah. Latest shit. Look at know? me. I'm playing Pokemon Go and acting like I'm breaking news over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one though. Uh, Mario Maker Two. Yeah. I just got that last week, and I can't wait to to fuck around with that. That's my thing. I think it's slower than it often is, but it's still going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mario Maker 2 just came out, right? Yep. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 is next week. Like, there's I'm games looking, to I'm play. I'm looking forward to that, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I don't... I remember in the old days, when I started at IGN, the story always is, like, it used to be the real dead times, where it was, like, you no. you got to fall, and that's when things kicked off. And I remember moving here and having just my Wii and sitting in the spare room I was renting for Micah playing uh, Paper Mario on the Wii, whichever one that was, I can't remember, and being like, yeah. I, nowadays, that would never happen. Because I was like, I got nothing else to play. This seems interesting. And I enjoyed it fine. I didn't love it or anything. I can't even remember the full name of the game. But I remember playing it because I was like, I got to play something. There's actually nothing to play. Whereas now it's like every day there's 900 games we read on here. Yeah, yeah. My friend Pedro. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, see, I'm, I'd, late. I'm late, but like. I played it at GDC and I was like, I don't know. And then Barrett played and he didn't like it. And I was like, well, then not even going to worry about it. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything, anything else that I mean that's like. I just look forward, or then somebody tells me about a game like Moonlighter that's from last year, and I'm like, oh, that's great. And I play oh, that. Yeah. I play that nonstop that's, that's, like an that's idiot. Awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't played Bloodstained. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, we jumped. I jumped in and tasted it. Uh, I know Andy's been playing a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to jump in and play that. One, yeah. one I'll put on your radar is Katana Zero. Oh yeah, have you not played Katana Zero? I know. I know. I know. You know. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played it back okay. in the day when they were they were Adult Swim games. Yeah, and then. Now they're at Devolver. That yeah. game's fucking badass. Game's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah that yeah, game's definitely. sick. I got, I got to jump on. But that. even just, like this, this is what we're talking about. The backlog we're talking about is from two months ago. <laughs> like it's not, where he's reaching a Persona Five at least. I'm like that shit's gone. 
But that, that's so far gone now in the yeah, There's so know. much stuff coming out. Yeah. It's just, it's, that's, that's rough. And I don't have a lot, like, you, you know what I mean? I don't have tons of time. Well, yeah, you're making the games and then making the mix happen. You yeah. got things going on. I, here comes a question from the nanobiologist. Again, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. And I want your take on it, Justin. So Google is putting their AI against StarCraft 2 players soon for some test matches. And it reminded me of EA's plan to add AI to their multiplayer games. If Google's AI does well and makes smart plays slash passes, uh, makes smart plays slash passes the Turing test, do you think this will become a new feature of Stadia? As in, developers can choose to add Google's AI to their games to make matchmaking more full slash compelling to people. Or will Google possibly have it added to more than just Stadia and make EA's dream more of a reality? Uh, I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah. But I think that when... So are they like saying that they would have bots, like AI bots that you would play against as as opposed to players, and then they, they would basically say that they're players. I don't think they'd say they're players. I think they're that one of their selling play. points is our AI is so good and can, is so fine-tuned that it can beat real players and make smart calls. I think what would be really fucking cool with if they if they utilize it this way. Like, they have the AI. You play it on Stadia, yeah. right? You play it through Stadia. And what Stadia is basically promising is you can go back and take snapshots, mm. go back and play those experiences yeah, yeah, and yeah. review it. Yeah, and yeah. then there's like a tutorial or a strategy placed upon that. Shit, that'd be awesome. That would be fucking cool. Like right. you're you're there, you play against the bot, and then when you lose or you make a, a wrong move or whatever, it, since it has AI knowing what's happening... Mm, what the best possible move is like it'll like have an overlay after your match and yeah. tell you how to beat that opponent because they already have recorded everything see that would that be point. so much more helpful than how games usually do stuff like that I always think of Madden where I like every time Madden gets more and more complex and I play it and I run the tutorial and it's like alright well if you see the defensive end lift his leg like this I mean and I forget all of that right yeah whereas if and I also it's a boring very specific situation that I, well, you know two hours later when I'm in the middle of the game I don't remember where it would be awesome right if after the fact or yeah. even after the play like they do in real football you were looking at film and things were getting circled like exactly. that's what you need to pay attention exactly. to I mean they have heat maps and all that stuff already yeah like where you traveled where's the best routes like yeah. that type of stuff if they utilize it like that it would not only like make it more engaging for the for the player, but also make competition a lot better for player versus player. In the Hell yeah, huh? See, that was a great answer. You just fucking knocked it out of the park. That's why we should have developers on this show more. You know what I mean? We're out here acting like morons. We don't know. <laughs> uh, do you believe in Stadia? Do you do you believe in streaming? I I I know people hate on Stadia so hard, yeah. but I think like that snapshot thing and yeah. like imagine if you're playing a game right yeah. and you're like against the boss or you're in this particular situation and then you could share it with your audience that snapshot yeah, yeah. or as a strategy uh, look how i i beat this uh boss in uh uh what is that game called the oh secure no dark oh yeah yeah. So, yeah yes exactly i didn't get hit once and you're doing all this crazy shit and then you put that person in that situation oh. you know or you put them in that situation just as an observer yeah to see how you did Spin it. it and they can do whatever they want with yeah, it yeah that is such a cool like tool for, yeah like people that's to, really cool to play yeah. around with because a lot of people don't really have the twitch <laughs> i was gonna say some corny like twitch muscle fiber you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they don't they don't have the reaction time sure, they're not a nitro rifle i understand yeah so they're like if they were able to see in real real time how sure. that shit worked, you're yeah. like, oh wow, that's that's cool. They'll expect they'll respect it more. They could do videos and like that's really smart. Yeah, yeah that kind of stuff is really intriguing to me. Yeah, do you think the actual streaming part of it's going to work? Like in general, 
I mean, is there a future there? <laughs> I think. I think. I mean, they've been trying it with uh, Gakai and yeah, yeah. with uh, what is it called? Go. Um, I can't remember. Well, on live. Remember oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Live, sorry, sorry, those, sorry. These yeah. type of things. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that they they're gonna hit it, but I don't. It, it's kind of like VR right now. Like, yeah. how, how far is it gonna? Like, how much? Uh, how many? Uh, what is it called? Servers do you have to have? Yeah. To like, actually make it make sense. To yeah. make it make sense and work. But I saw um, one of my friends is a technophile, so he was playing a, on a, on his like, uh, what is the the Chromebook? Google yeah, yeah, yeah Chromebook playing Odyssey yeah. on like a fifty inch TV, and yeah. it was it was flawless. Yeah, like, and I was like, wow, yeah. that's dope. But obviously, we're we're in the bay, so obviously, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's gonna. That's it's why gonna I'm work. excited for it, right? But I also understand that, yeah, like the internet isn't like that everywhere. Yeah, if I'm in Ohio, like I was last week, and I'm trying to do that shit, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, Ohio sucks. No, it's amazing. We talking. Wait, you're from Cleveland? Yeah. Are you? Are? Yeah. I'm from Columbus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different parts. Columbus might be cool. Cleveland sucks. Cleveland sucks. Why do you like it? You rep it though. Yeah. Two and six. What's up? Okay. <laughs> Boris and Double Zero gets the final question of the day and says, Good morning, Greg, and special guest. There's been a lot of talk about how a game's DLC comes out too far after the game has come out. And I will al- I always felt people were just complaining about nothing. But I will be silent no longer. The Messenger DLC came out yesterday, and not only did it not remember that I beat the game on this save, so I have I have to do as the kids would say, get good again and beat the game again, but then in the DLC I hit a brick wall where I feel to win you have to be some sort of godlike command over the controls and mechanics. I get that this is an indie studio, and I'm all for difficult games, but, I, but am I crazy to say maybe a DLC should not be the hardest challenge to the game unless it is advertised that way, or am I just complaining I am not able to rush through this DLC? Parentheses, BTW, the DLC is fantastic, and I am being super nitpicky here. Everyone should go buy the messenger and play it. Borzen double zero zero. Borzen Shout that, out to Sabotage. Right, that was the most, there. you were all over the map there, Borzen. I don't even know where you so you love the DLC, That's but random. you're mad. And then you're like, also I like his thing here where he's like, it didn't remember I beat it on this save, so I had to get good. Wait a second, like you said you already playing the DLC, so what, you were like, it saved a little level before you beat the boss? Like, you're fine, buddy. All right, you calm down. And that's on you, I bet. And he bought it. Oh, wait, it's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free. But yeah, you have to have a save for the DLC. You have to have a save that's already beaten the game because it's all post stuff content. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard great things about it. It seems like everybody loves it. I, I love it. the messenger. Like, yeah, and I love that studio. They work their asses off. Like, it's, I, it's, I'm confused about the question. He's, I think the main question is something we've talked about before, and I always use Horizon Zero Dawn as my example. Not in really difficulty, but, but kind of. Of, I love games, and then DLC will come months later, and you jump in, and you've played 90 games since then, and you're like, wait, what the fuck do I do in this game? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. So, like, Horizon, when they dropped Frozen Wilds for me, it was awesome! And then immediately I was, like, getting a thunder jaw was, like, slamming. I'm like, oh, fuck, what a... I, and it was, like, you know, 15 minutes of trying to remember how to play and get back to that muscle memory. That was, memory. like, Bre- Breath of the Wild for totally, me. Totally, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, wait, jump. Was like, how do I cook? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there is something to be said for that, and I think that's what Boards is talking about, especially in a game like Messenger, where even before then, right, it was very much inspired by you know, Ninja Gaiden and Castle or uh, Symphony Night and stuff like that, of like platforming and using all your different skills and mechanics to get through stuff. I can I can see where that would be jarring to jump back into that world and have the DLC be super hard. So he's saying like it came out way too late and it's difficult. He's oh. saying that 
the game, he loved the game when it came out, and now he's jumping back into it, and the DLC seems harder than the base game. And so he's I getting see. his ass kicked when it, because he no longer has that muscle memory or the Twitch skills, as you were talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. Twitch muscle fibers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Twitch muscle fibers you got to start using. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the thing is they may not have been aware how difficult it is because yeah. if you think about it like this small studio they're playing the shit out of this yeah, game yeah, yeah. all the time so yeah. they would be like oh yeah you see me do this all this bullshit like and then when they, it comes to the public maybe they tested a certain amount of time and those people are good yeah so the general audience they don't they didn't get that they maybe they didn't get that feedback well, there's also yet. and i mean you know it i think well too especially for these retro inspired games that i think there is a yeah we want it to be hard right that's the other it seems to be an audience that does crave that that's what repels me from a lot of games but like so many do people do want to be punished yeah yeah and i i could see that with a messenger i mean i played ninja gaiden recently again the OG one. Yeah. And it's oh, that like, game is just like punching the, the face hard. Yeah, the enemies are just keep respawning and he's the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I don't Who know. Who to play this? But like, even like we, you know, I, we, I've been, we just did a party mode that isn't up yet for Mario Maker 2. And it's the same oh, thing okay. of like, oh, my level only has two clears and 500 people. I'm like, that's a bad level. And like, but people are like, no, it's the challenge of it, right? Of yeah. like, Barrett did Andy's level, right? Of slamming your head into the wall over and over and over yeah. and over again until so you finally get it. And I don't know why you would do that to yourself, Barrett. To say to Andy Cortez to his fucking face when he Whoa. gets home, fuck you. I wow. beat your level. That's okay. why you do it. That's why you do it. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I mean, you don't do that to a developer. If you beat a really hard developer game and you meet them, you say, hey, that I was really a great game. game. Yeah. I love it. But if you see Andy Cortez and you beat his level, you say, fuck you, Andy. I beat your level. Jeez, man. But only like three people can say that, so I guess that's the rule. No, there, there's been like 70 clears on it now. Oh, really? Yeah. We're, we were just really bad. We were just we bad the game. I understand. Yeah, I don't have those skills. Justin, it's time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Farmer Josh needs help on the PlayStation 4. Farmer Josh's PSN name is The Farmer Josh, all one word. The Farmer Josh says, hey, y'all. I've been playing Dying Light lately and... Would love to earn the co-op trophies in order to inch closer to the platinum. I'm hoping to get a crew of four people together to play the game for a few hours and earn these trophies. If you want to play Dying Light with The Farmer Josh, hit up The Farmer Josh on PSN, all one word, and get them dang trophies. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe uh ill girl chill says the first battle royale mode for arma and minecraft in her the first battle royale was mods i'm sorry for arma and minecraft in the early 2010s there's also a japanese mobile game called Beatum online that was inspired by the japanese movie battle royale in 2016 uh, Lord of Pwn writes in and says only thing wrong about today's show has been Greg not asking Justin where he got that cool jacket I got this cool jacket in uh, Argentina huh Damn. actually Damn. it was tailored so oh. I, I did an uh, event at Dita, everybody. <laughs> no, so people don't know that uh, Argentina is one of the most uh, they they consume the most cows 
they love steak, right? And they have a lot steak of farms. Houses. Yeah. And so... What? <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm, I'm thinking of Brazilian steakhouses. I fucked it up. Sorry, my bad. Well, I mean, yeah, it's South America. But yeah, they have ton... They export their, their meat all, gotcha. all, all across South America. So I w- when I was there, I was like, yo... They got cows. They eat a lot of cows. They must have leather. Yeah, and I yeah. love leather. So I was like, where can I find a, a place jacket. to get a, a leather jacket? And I found this place, and I was asking people, and they this like little hole-in-the-wall shop like where they were uh, they put together jackets for you. Nice. So I went in there, got fitted, and it was like it was like 200 bucks. Yeah, wow. Okay, I was going to say, which yeah, is dirt like, cheap, right? Because they just have leather have on leather so much on leather. leather. And yeah. like they, they, and I could not, I can't speak Spanish worth shit. So it was like a <laughs> pointing at like Google, pic, yo, I like this, I want this side and then this, but yeah. That's awesome, dude. So if anyone goes to Argentina, look for the hole in the wall shop. Yeah. <laughs> Boris and double zero zero says, also don't forget about the kebabs Lego thing. Thank you. Uh, kebabs, email me so I, I put an actual the housekeeping. Remember, kindoffunny.com slash Lego. We have the podcast studio in Lego Creative right now. This whole studio. Oh, really? Built into the Lego thing. And if it gets enough votes, they have to actually look at it and see if they want to publish ah, it. that's cool. So that's go really to cool. kindoffunny.com slash Lego. Vote for kebabs thing. You do have to register, but it takes two seconds. Uh, Ill Grill Chills back to say the Paper Mario game on the Wii was super Paper Mario. Thank you very much. And then Omnivision <laughs> says, currently in a suburb of Cleveland, getting 500 megabits uh, down and 50 up. So you'd be fine for Stadia there. Okay. That's all he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cleveland yeah, true. Sucks, though. You know Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's go run through your hosts for next week. It's a banger of a week. Yeah. Monday, it's me and Trisha Hirschberger. Uh, Tuesday, it's me and Jacob Decker from GameSpot. Uh, Wednesday, it's me and Gary. Uh, Thursday, I head to Comic-Con, so it's Andrea and Fran. Friday, then it's Fran and Andrea. Justin. Boom. Going to be a big week for you next week. Big Jay and week. Silent Bob. Mall Brawl. Mall Something's Brawl. Something's happening. Some, uh, the full, maybe a full announcement. Something happened next week. Some, some things. Some other stuff happened with the other game, too. Yeah. Big deal. Chronic Blunt Punch. Yeah. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can follow us at, uh, at Interbang ENT um, on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Um, what other platforms are like? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I mean, Facebook. If you're like 36 plus, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) There's no lie. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is my kind of funny games daily. Each and every week, down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash kind of funny games. Watch Twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. Watch YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games. Watch RoosterTeeth.com. Listen, podcast services around the globe. Justin, you killed it. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Until next this time, was we, it was. Yes, it's amazing. Was it as dope as your jacket? It was doper. Oh, it was cool. It's cool experience. Wow, and I like cows too. <laughs> They're good. They're yeah. good to eat. <laughs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>